Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. This is our end of year best of of the studio episode, so thank you for downloading this episode. 2018 has been a pretty good year for the podcast, uh, more listeners than ever. We've had some huge, huge live shows, so thank you for everyone who's been coming out to shows in Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne. Hopefully we get to other parts of the country in 2019. So over the next two weeks, uh, so this week is the best of the studio eps, and next week is the best of the live episodes. I've separated them just because, look, the live episodes get more downloads, and it's just not fair if the whole list is live episodes. So I thought I'd, I'd separate them, because, you know, the studio eps are really good. They're really good. Uh, so what I've done is, there's a few rules I've set for this. Okay, so... I can't choose my favourite ones because they're, they're like my children. I love them all equally, except for a few of them. So I what I've done is, this is the rule. So most downloaded episodes in the first month of them being released. Because, you know, if I just do the whole year, the ones early in the year, they get more, they get more downloads just because people kind of come to the podcast late, they go back and they listen to the back catalogue. That is fine. Welcome to those people who do that. This might be the first time you've ever listened to the podcast. You might go, oh, I'll just listen to the best ofs. Welcome. You probably won't understand it. I'd go back and listen to the other ones. But you're welcome to listen to this one if that's your thing. So first month. So some of the episodes aren't eligible, even though I think just by looking at the projected total, um, they're probably going to make it. They'd probably have a bigger download than, than others. So, But that's all right. Bad luck, Carl. Bad luck, Tommy. Deal, Blakey, your episode's not not valid. So what we're going to do is just go through the top five episodes, the most downloaded episodes of the year in the studio. So our first one is episode 113. So it has Bart Freeban, Alex Ward, Tim Clark, and Alastair Trombley-Birchall. Now, this episode has one of my favorite stories that I, I came up with for someone else to lie about. And it seemed like a pretty innocuous story, but the fact that ATB tells one of the most ridiculous things what the tattoo was going to be is up there with one of my favourite parts of the show in the last four years. It is so great and so dumb that it made me laugh a lot in the studio. So this is um, Yeah Na Yeah from episode 113 with Bart Freeband, Alex Ward, Tim Clark and... Alistair Trombley Birchall. So to Alex, now when Al was 18, he booked in to get a tattoo 
of the Batman logo on his arm. (laughs) (laughs) When he went to get it, though, his friend who was giving him the lift cancelled on him. Mm. Looking back, Al is so grateful that they cancelled because now he doesn't have a Batman logo tattooed onto his arm. Yeah or Mm. nah? How old were you? I was 18. 18. Where were you living? Uh, Well, I... I just finished high school, so but I was on a trip to Canada. Right after high school, I went straight to Canada. So, so you were in Canada? I was in Canada at the time, okay. but I was okay. just staying at my grandma's in Montreal. <laughs> That's nice. So yeah. you're in Montreal. Yeah. Okay. And have you always been a massive Batman fan? What? Uh, no, but I. It, it was a few I think years. You're losing around. <laughs> it was a few years after the Batman and Robin, and I just had really liked that one. <laughs> Which, which Batman and Robin? Like you know, like you know, there was Batman Forever. Then there was Batman and Robin. Uh-huh. I realize now that it wasn't a good movie. Yeah. Is that the one with Poison Ivy? That had Poison oh, Ivy. It also yes. had uh, Mr. Freeze as our old Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and also Batgirl, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Does it, is Bane also in that one? A really bad Bane. Yeah. Don't. It's got a really bad Bane. No, oh, don't. Yeah, real bad. Yeah, Bane. is he bad Bane? Bad Bane. I can't remember Bane now. Yeah. I gotta say that that Batman tattoo really would have come in handy when you were trying to pretend to be depressed. There's a, <laughs> you would have not had to do any assignment. There's a chance ever. it would have said yeah, Batman and around, Robin. <laughs> it was around the same time. Um, so is it coloured? Uh, no, it wouldn't have been coloured at the time. There was there wasn't that kind of technology. <laughs> what is? <laughs> Everything was still black and white. Everything. Alistair, yeah. by the way, it's, listeners, it's... is 85 years old. <laughs> no, but it, I thought, I thought got, like... Alistair only got colour tattoos when his auntie Jack started getting coloured in. I, I, anyway, I wasn't aware of colour in tattoos until about three years ago. <laughs> All right. So I, I think that's more about you than the world. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, at the time, I was always assuming it was going to be that kind of tattoo blue. All right, so this is a plain black or like blue, just no frills. There any particular details? Was it the Batman? The just Batman on its own, or was it the, the special spotlight. special Batman and Robin one they did for the movie with little Robin in the middle? No, it would have actually been like like the sort of like the font of the Batman and Robin <laughs> movie, but it would have just said Batman potentially and Robin. Oh, so it wasn't... Wait, oh. it, well, it so wasn't was the Batman logo. It was just the words Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the worst tattoos I can think of. And I wish... Because <laughs> 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 when I was a kid, the Batman logo, the Batman logo, especially in those early days, used to... I, I used to have nightmares about it because it used to look like teeth. It used yeah, to look like a mouth yeah, and fang, teeth yeah, kind of thing fang, like that. Yeah. And I never liked that. And I, didn't, I wouldn't want to have that kind of feel <laughs> carried around on my arm at all times. So if you're really clear, this is not some weird mouth fanged teeth thing. Part of Just Batman the... is confronting your fears. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. part of what Batman is. Yeah, but then also solving problems. Yeah. You yeah. Know? We were at home one night and the words Batman <laughs> flew through a window. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, had the, the word Batman fall on me as a child. <laughs> Terrified of the font. What do you think, Alex? Yep. You think this is true? Yeah. You are incorrect. He actually I just on his arm. <laughs> I did get it. <laughs> I wanted it to be true. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's the word Batman yeah. and Robin. <laughs> and potentially Robin. Batman and potentially I would have decided when I got there. Yeah. I It'd be great uh, if you got a cover-up tattoo that says Bruce Wayne over it. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> Number five on our best of list. So coming in at number four, 
very early episode. So this is episode 93. I think it was like the second or third episode of the year. It has Frank Woodley, Sammy J, Geraldine Hickey, and Daniel Tobias. So this is Dan's first time on the show. Me and Dan did a show together uh, in 2017 called Josh Earl's Festival. Dan is one of the loveliest people uh, in comedy, and he was uh, super great on this episode. Also, it was Frank Woodley's first time on on the pod, only time on the pod actually. Hopefully, I didn't I didn't make him uh, lie, and he didn't like doing it. It's really funny. I almost didn't like. I, I'd ask, been asking Frank for a while, and you know he's a really busy man. And this is true. I was on a cruise ship where there is absolutely no reception at all. I had my phone, and then just out of nowhere, my phone rang, and it was so weird because no one on the ship, their phone was working, and so everyone looked at me like, "How come this guy has reception?" And what it was, it was Frank Woodley saying, "Hey, Josh." can I do your podcast this week? And so it was very, very lucky that he, I had reception and it's very, very lucky that he came on. So this round is knowing me, knowing you. I like this because as the host, I get to tell some stories. I get to lie. I get to participate. In the Christmas episode, Joe Stanley said that I'm not a very good liar. Listen to this episode and I think you'll find I'm a very good liar. Um, so this is also one of those uh, stories that I'd kind of had kicking around for a while, just going, "How am I gonna, how am I gonna get this into the podcast?" And then Sammy J came on. I thought, "All right, people be- will believe that Sammy J did this. I won't ruin it." So this is episode ninety-three with Sammy J, Frank Woodley, Jared and Hickey, and Daniel Tobias. It is the number four most downloaded episode of the year. <laughs> Okay, this round is called Knowing Me, Knowing You. Now, in this round, you're given a fact about somebody else on the panel. You have to determine whether it, in fact, happened to them or it happened to me. Okay, you can ask as many questions as you want. If you get it right, you get a point. If you're incorrect, the person who the fact may or may not be about, they will get the point. So, to Dan. Was it Sammy or myself who, as a child, was obsessed with the TV show Family Matters? So much so that we taped every single episode... And if we were out, we wrote a set of rules for our parents to tape it for us, and the rules stated how they had to pause the ads so we could fit more episodes onto the tape. Is that me or Sammy J? You can ask us as many questions as you want. By the look of your face, you have a lot of questions. Well, it just sounds very Sammy J. Oh, come on. Come on. But I've listened to this show before, and it's the kind of thing that you'd be surprised. Like... You know, I bet you Josh is writing the questions and he's like, oh, he'll know. You know this will be, uh, he'll definitely go for Sammy J. Yeah, but clearly it's, it's my... It, I, I've done something that's very Sammy J-esque here. Ah. Okay, well, you've offended us both. Yeah. So you've got to ask this question. All right. Family Matters. Yes. Steve Urkel, recall. Oh, the Winslows. Yeah, I didn't really watch that at all. Mm. So I, I, I'm not to... even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, I'm not going. If I ask a family matters question, I'm not going to know whether it's correct or not. Oh well, well, we might be unlucky then, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know anything about family matters, Jess? Yeah. Did I you watch it? it? Steve Urkel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Winslows. He's the crocodile hunter. Steve Urkel. I think I've got a vague. So you know what I, I think? What I know about family matters is I've got a feeling on my news feed. 
more than once I've had a thing that comes up that goes, look at what Steve Urkel looks like now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I don't, I didn't look. Yeah. So I don't know what he looks like now or what he looked like then, but I've got a feeling that he... Well, he, he had big glasses and braces and high pants and he was the typical 90s nerd, but now he just looks like he's cool. Like that look right. is mm. fine. Yeah, right. But then on the show, he would transform into Stefan and on that he would be very cool and you can just tell the actor would be going, hey... I'm a pretty good-looking guy. Can you please get the glasses off me so when I go out into nightclubs, people actually want to come up and talk to me? I'm sure that's what it is. You see, it's not the guy. There was another show and there was a guy called Shriek or Screech. Shriek. Or um, um, Screech. Screech. That's not Saved by different the Bell. Different. Mm. Okay. But different type of, I mean, same type of show. I'm getting a Steve Urkel in my mind. Was was his family matters? Are they a black family? Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Okay. And he used to go. <laughs> that was how he used to laugh. And okay. I would do a stunning rendition well. of the playground. Yeah, that's that's a good. Clue. So we've noticed. <laughs> and it's the same cop from um, Die Hard. It is who yeah. plays a cop in the show as well, yeah. which is a weird thing to be typecast as a cop in two very different shows. Mm. Dan, what part of <laughs> you know, really diligently asking your parents to archive your favourite show and giving them a few written instructions, Do you, which part of that do you define as ooh, quintessential, pure, undiluted Sammy J, just out of interest? It sounds like the kind of thing you would turn into a one-hour like, comedy festival show. <laughs> Just milk that anecdote. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible oh, no, way. No, no, I, I take it as a <laughs> comment. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sammy J. You are incorrect. It was I knew me. It. Yes, I knew it. He played you like a bloody fiddle, Tobias. Wow. It was. I had a set of rules, and the rules were okay. Th- the first ad and every single ad break will be an uh, ad for a TV show on the station. Press pause. Ads, they go for three minutes. Keep your eye on the clock, eye on the TV. The last ad in the rotation will be another ad for another TV show on the station coming up next. Get the remote in your hand and get ready to unpause when uh, that's finished. And then I'll be able to fit, because it's 22 minutes on a three-hour tape, I'd fit like however many many episodes on. How many times did they fuck it up? Every time, because they're, they're <laughs> out, I don't give a shit for these rules. I had them written there. I think mum did it occasionally. Dad was like, I don't care. I'm not even going to tape it for you. <laughs> it's annoying me. So good. But Sammy, did you know this about Josh? Uh, no, not No, I, I just told him in the kitchen before. just before. Uh-huh. Yeah. It does, in your defence, it is a very Sammy Jack thing to do. <laughs> I, had all, I, I, I was a religious TV taper, I used to, but I used to high-speed dub. Not, no, that's audio cassettes. I used to dub you know, the tapes, so I'd remove the ads in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> because my parents didn't have time for that shit. Okay, all right. So to Sammy, now was it Geraldine or was it myself who got in trouble for sharing a photo of a wedding that was taking place at the airport in Adelaide? So we got, got in, in trouble. trouble. We were sharing a photo of a wedding that we were not invited to at the airport in Adelaide. And so you were sharing a photo, did you say? Like yes. Like you put it online? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, so sort of observing, so, okay, well, so, Jess, so you were walking past a wedding at the airport? At the Adelaide airport. No one, you didn't know anyone there? Didn't know anyone there, but it was out in the open. In like, on the concourse or in that nice new bit or? In they, the... Just in that, that front part, you know, when you, just before you go get your, your bags, mm-hmm. just there, out in the open, they had chairs set up and they had like a little uh, picket fence around the site. Um, so the, in, there were invited guests, mm-hmm. but you could stand on the other side of the picket fence and watch these people get 
get married. And so you stood and watched? Yeah, and why wouldn't you? At what point did you decide to snap away? Just I took a few snaps. Yep. And uh, what did you and you post? You just put on your personal pub, um, or your public Facebook page? Uh, on my per, like on maybe on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what was the caption? Do you recall? Uh, yeah, it was like um, a bloody lover bogan wedding. <laughs> okay, Josh, what was your caption? Mine was uh, when you spend too much time focusing on the honeymoon and not enough time on the wedding venue. Oh. Wowee. And uh, what happened? How did you get into trouble for it? Because I posted it on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and someone, a guest of the wedding or someone who knew them, followed me and then was like, oh, this is my auntie or I can't remember who it was, but yeah, you're making fun of it. It's not very nice. And I felt, I honestly felt mm-hmm. bad, but it was just, I've just got my bag. Oh, I haven't even got my bags yet. I've just got off the plane and there's a wedding taking place. <laughs> At an airport? Yeah. How did you get in trouble, Jess? I said it was a bogan wedding. Well, yes. Yeah, but did, did, how did someone see that comment and relate it back to you? Uh, I don't know. I, it was um, it was actually the... I do know. That's a lie. Yeah, she's um, stumbling. She's falling apart. I'm going to go with Josh. You are going to lock it in, me? I'm actually going to lock that in. You, that was too much of a stumble. You are incorrect. Oh! 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 I played you like a fool! <laughs> she acted her way to a point. Ah. <laughs> oh. There's no trust left in this room. Everyone's. Yeah. It was on Valentine's Day. Brilliant. About five years ago. Oh. And it was the daughter of the uh, of the mother, the, the bride, daughter of the bride. And I still to this day do not know how she came across it. Like I put, it was on Twitter and she responded to me on Twitter saying, how dare you call my mum a buggy? You don't know her. You don't know anything. And I was like, well. And I said, and, and then the husband, the newly married husband was there going, what's going on? And they, they got married at the airport because that's where they first met. He was from America. They met online. Their first meeting was at the Adelaide airport. It was beautiful. I'm, like I said, I watched a lot of the wedding. Um, so <laughs> I didn't have Live anywhere streaming. to be. Yeah. So, and, I, you know, and for me, I'm a bogan. So it was yeah. like, I get this. I understand it. So for me, it was a term mm. of endearment. And I explained that to um, to the the husband. He was like, oh, okay, I get it. And I said, wish you all the best. He goes, thanks very much. That's, that's really nice. And the daughter did not want a piece of it at all. Did you have that horrible low bowel moan, like feeling really yeah. bad when it happened? Was yeah. it, like, did you take it off or stuff like that? Or was it too No, nah, it's still and... there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just mid, mid-bowel. It wasn't like yeah. deep. So there you go, listeners. You know exactly where to find it. Five years ago, February 14. You can just yeah. go back and find it on Jez's thing. Well done. Okay, so to Jez. Was it Frank or myself who would purposely annoy our older brother by calling him Victor, which is not his name, until he would beat us up? Then when he would stop, we would call him Victor again and it would start <laughs> back up again. <laughs> Was uh, Victor, what's his real name? Was it Michael? Tim. Tim. So not the one that... Is this the one that got no. shitty for not getting the car for <laughs> no, his 18? I'm the youngest of seven. So there's Michael and then there's David got the set of coits, but then Tim was the <laughs> was the one who was just a bit older than me. And who, Tim's in the middle? Tim's in the middle, yeah. Why Victor? Because of Victor Mature, uh-huh. um, who was an actor, who was in a, in a film called The Robe. Yep. And I just thought it was funny because... It was like my way of, ironically, rather than saying, oh, you're really mature, <laughs> I'd just say, good one, Victor. But he never knew that I was making a personal, ironic sort of 
you know, um, once removed pun. Okay. What did he think you meant by it? He he just felt tortured by the by the cryptic nature of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. uh, what and why did you call your older brother Victor? Because there was a Victor at our school who smelt, and I just called him Victor as a quite a mean thing, but it was also that thing of just you know, I knew, who, I knew it would arc him up. You, it was you, who else would bash him? No, no he would he, he would beat, beat up you. me, and then as soon as it stopped. He like kind of had enough, had enough. Yeah, all right, I'd, I'd beg, him get off me. And then as soon yep. as he got off me, Victor, and then just run away again. <laughs> and then he threatened to break my Family Matters tapes. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Frank. You are correct. It was Frank. Thank yes. Point there for Jez. That is pretty great stuff. Well done. <laughs> so, what, youngest of seven. Yeah. Was it what? Was it just an attention thing? You just wanted him to give you some attention? Oh, look, my relationship with my my brother Tim, we're, we're you know great. <clears throat> friends now but essentially I mean he was he was three years older than me and he you know I don't know I'm not sure that it's absolutely every uh, every relationship you know sibling relationship particularly with boys is like this but it's very common just where there's that constant he bullied me constantly but I also kind of thrived on it like I loved it I'd bring it you know I wanted his attention but then, like, I cried every day until I was about 12, I reckon. Yeah. Like, quite honestly, because things would always escalate and then that would be the little valve that would release. I reckon I was exactly the same, because I was same with my brother. My brother was kind of the school bully as well. And I remember my younger brother once built this... He spent weeks building this Lego set, and we weren't rich enough to buy the proper set. So he made, like, the Death Star just out of your standard Lego. Like, just oh, wow. ma- spent weeks doing it. And then he had it displayed it, and mum and dad were like, oh, that's great, Brenton, well done. And we're like, all right. And then he said to Jason, I bet you won't smash it. And Jason had a ball in his hand and just pelled it, and it just exploded. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just... Wow. Like, I still remember the scream that Brenton did. Like, he was so distraught. And mum and dad were both just shocked that Jason had the goal to do it. Like, And in Jason's defence, he was like, he dared me not to do it. Like, (laughs) it was like, yeah. Yeah, that's older brothers. Are you an older brother? I'm a younger brother. Oh, okay. Mm. And you're the oldest, aren't you, Jez? No, I'm the second youngest. Oh. I've got... I, I just want to go... Sorry, just mm. go back to the Death Star thing yeah. for a moment. I've just got this image of your brother before he throws the ball, like moving the thing away from his <laughs> the visor that he's, he's going to use and him just using the force to throw the ball. Uh, and Dan, you... I'm the eldest. You're I've the eldest. Younger sister and brother. Ah, so I thought we were all going to be youngest, but no. Okay. <laughs> all right, now to Frank. Now, was it Daniel or myself who, as a teenager, was in an ad for the TAC, which an ad that was parodied quite a bit or made fun of quite a bit? Okay, so clearly I need to, I need to ask, what, what was the ad? I was the driver in... Uh, and, and, um, so hang on, you're a kid in this ad and you were the driver. Teenager. Well, oh, a teenager, were you? I okay. was 16. I didn't have my licence yet. Okay. But I was still allowed to do the. I was in my. Are last you panicking school. in terms of whether or not this is true? I was <laughs> done that single little chink that I, I, I discovered quite early. <laughs> I thought I found a chink earlier. Yeah. This okay. That's true. Well. Okay. Sorry. So you were the driver in the ad, and then what happened in the ad? Um, well, it's it was actually the first TAC ad that was filmed during the day, and uh, we we like fight in the car. I, I my character's name is Darren. And uh, he was driving, he was trying to concentrate. And uh, the other kids were like trying to distract me while I was driving. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went through a stop sign and we, uh, we had an accident and then I died. So it was like young drivers yeah. fooling around in the car. So that's why, even though you were 16, you were cast as, a, as an 18-year-old yes. sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just driving on his P-plates with other kids in the car or yep. something. And just before I died, the, the young woman in the car went, Darren! Like that. <laughs> okay. Which was went, hard for me. I can't talk, I've got to die. Yep. For the next I shouldn't make five. jokes. <laughs> it's an because ad. It's an ad. It's an ad. That's yeah. right. It is an ad. But yeah. you know. For the next five years, when people would see me in the street, yeah. they would go, Darren. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was good. So so what in that like in I remember when the TAC ads there's been varying degrees of um, kind of the visceral reality of those ads, but earlier on I think it was it wasn't as extreme. So when when you died, mm. what did we see? What did the what did the viewer see in terms of you getting hit by the car and dying? So we're we're in a red, um, sorry, no, a yellow Falcon. You know, one of those boxy kind of 80s, 90s kind of thing. And and uh, we're driving that, and I, I think I fly that out through the window, and then you see me lying dead on the road, and it looks like I've got one leg. And there were billboards all over Victoria. Yeah, yeah, I am having a vague memory of that image. So now I'm going to go over to Josh. And, yes. and was that exactly the same <laughs> ad? And all of the same thing? Or what was your... Darren! Mine was, was... First year at uni, I was studying performing arts and they just cast some of the boys in that because the ad was we were playing football and then we would get in the car and there was three of us in the back seat and one of the guys driving. And my line was, did you check out those girls watching us? And another line in the ad, which was the one that everyone made fun of, was... Pineapple on pizza is a crime because they were like, let's go get some pizza. Oh, yeah. And, then, and it was like, and so. So setting up that we like these guys, yeah. they're lovable. Yeah. They're, and they're... then it was like him kind of arguing in the back, and then it was just crash, and it was like a road safety thing for. And when it young was drivers. just crash, what does that mean? Well, it went to black, and you heard the crash, and it was like, um, like something about. Like keep your eyes on the road. That and were, kind of you, stuff. were you driving? Did you? Say no, that? I was in the back. And you're in the back, right? Did you say the pineapple line? No, I didn't say the pineapple line. Right. I did said. You wish you did. Say I, that line? Well, not really, because that line that was the line. My friend Jason, who was in the course, he said it. Not my brother. He said it though, <laughs> and he got made fun of for ages. And when we got the script, though, that was the big. That was the line that we wanted. Yeah, right. But yeah, okay. dodged a bullet. Okay. <laughs> not okay. the car. Look, I have to say, they're both. I feel they're both eminently <laughs> believable. It could easily have been either of you. The pineapple on the pizza detail is kind of leading me over here, but I've got this weird memory of the person lying on the road and the feeling that, are we meant to think they've lost their leg or is that just a weird shot? Or that's just sort of coming... I'm seeing the asphalt and the person, but that might just be because you're a very vivid storyteller. And <laughs> that's exactly what you just I thought thought the same thing because when we shot it, <laughs> I just had my leg sort of back and it wasn't there was no plan to make it look like yeah, I'd yeah. lost my leg but the angle yeah. the way it had turned out when they had me on all the all right you've convinced me I reckon it's Daniel <laughs> you are correct it is Daniel yes oh. point was there for Frank was I supposed to be making no. it easier for you no oh. I liked it because this ad not I only, remember it yeah yeah and what was it the inspiration for well do you know the song Greg the Stop Sign by Tism oh yes well that's the that's a parody of that ad Oh, of so course. instead of saying Darren, they just changed it to Greg. But the whole song is about that ad right. and about me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Did it did it have an impact on your kind of 
um, awareness of your own mortality that at that point you'd become the poster boy for <laughs> her car accidents? Like, did that get, get under your skin at all? No, it was just funny. It was oh, okay. always funny because when I first um, came out of school, I was playing in bands and we would drive to gigs in the country a lot. And you just see, like me and four of my friends would be in a car and yeah. we'd be looking at me dead on the road yeah. like <laughs> all the way along. We just thought it was hilarious. And because they played it so much, it was this cult thing that when anyone at that time, like young people got into a car, they would start doing the lines from yeah. just out. It was like, well, knock it off, all right? You know, what about speed cameras? You know, like yeah, just yeah. everyone knew it, right? And I remember walking along the footpath on Chapel Street and there was a lot of traffic and there's people in cars doing this ad. And I thought, oh, they've seen me, you know, they're doing the ad. And it wasn't. I was just walking along and I noticed that people just did it anyway. Right. <laughs> they just did the ad. I can imagine it being like you driving your car down Chapel Street and somebody goes, Darren, and yeah. you turn around and you have a crash. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode is the third most downloaded episode and this one, very late, very late episode in the year, episode 132 with the Plumbing the Death Star boys, so the two Joels and Jack and also Claire Tonti. So this is actually a really cool episode in that it's there's no professional comedians in this episode, it's just podcasters and so uh, those boys do the podcast Plumbing the Death Star and Claire does the podcast Just Make the Thing and he also pops up on uh, the Weekly Planet and she is the person who pretty much organises um, my, my, the label that I'm on, the podcast label that I'm on, Planet Broadcasting. And so she's also just really, really funny. So this is episode 132. Now, it was really interesting because I'd kind of, I knew about the Plumbing the Death Star. I'd never met these guys. And so when you do the podcast and there's, you know, three people who you've never met before, sometimes it takes a while for them to warm up to doing the show. Luckily, these guys, of course, they all knew each other, so they're so comfortable. And also, another good thing, they'd listened to the show before, which makes a huge difference, so they know what they're getting into. So some people just go, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do the show. What is it? Yeah, okay, it's a podcast. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. You just go on, you talk about yourself. No, you got to play a game on this one. I make it more interesting. So this, uh, what we're going to listen to now is the first round, Social Me, Me, Media, and it's just great because Jack is just digging himself a hole with all his tweets. It is very, very funny. I'm not even going to play the whole the whole first round. If you want to listen to it, go back to 132. It's a very, very good uh, episode. Also, there is a story near the end about Jack and a pig, which is possibly the greatest story I've ever had on the podcast. Go Go listen to it. I didn't put it in this one because I wanted social media media in. When it's done well, it's probably the best round. Uh, so this is episode 132 with the Plumbing the Death Star Boys and Claire Tonti, your number three episode of 2018. Everyone out here removing ribs so they can self-suck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wait till I finish. I kind of regret. Just make your junk longer, you idiots. Put your business in your mouth without having to move your muscle, you fucking nitwits. <laughs> yes, Zamet. Ah, uh, Jack. No. Oh, what? yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. it's me. It's me. Imagine if it was. Claire. What? <laughs> You never know. I could surprise yeah. you. <laughs> that was a strong opening. <laughs> yeah. that's, 
that sets the tone pretty early on. Yeah. Listeners of the show know I go over the tweets with my wife beforehand, and she was very impressed by the very first one. She's like, "Oh, yeah. starting strong, starting strong." Yeah, that was a long one too. Yeah, it's using up all. I've got, I've got them. I might as well yeah. use them. Correct, correct. Don't want to go to waste. Two things I love about that. One, I, I do love the whole myth around removing your ribs, mm. and also to end it with nitwits. Yeah. Nitwits is a great word. The combination of self suck yeah. and like nineteen forties insults. <laughs> See, my yeah. thing, favorite thing about the tweet is the fact you just say it like it's something a lot of people are doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it is. The, it was funny. The rumor uh, first off was Prince apparently removed really? his lips. Yeah, really. And then because I, I think I'm older than everyone in the room, you would have known about the Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you know this, Claire? No, what's the Marilyn Manson? Apparently, Marilyn Manson removed his ribs so he could. Self sucky. Oh, I just love that it's, it's such thing. an appealing idea that every generation's like, someone's got to be doing <laughs> yeah, it. Is it an appealing idea? Well, not well, really, like, but everybody. Maybe. I've never done it. I, I've tried, obviously. I mean, but well, duh. I've, ne- it's, but, I've never achieved the goal. I'm not very flexible. <laughs> yeah. But you need your ribs to protect your organs. That's more What's attacking me if I'm there 24 hours a day sucking my own dick? <laughs> Everyone's like, look, he's happy. He's and not harming anyone. A dick's an organ, kind of. Yeah. What better way to look after it than to suck it? The yeah. human skull is the strongest part of the body. <laughs> actually, this may surprise you, but I've actually seen someone do this move. Because I went to puberty with a penis I was on a hands night. I was going to say in real life and uh, expect you to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. The wow, you've seen that in yeah. real life. Not remove their in- rib. <laughs> in real life. That's that would be awkward. Yeah, that would cry surgery and a lot of things. But no, some guy did it. Like, pretended did you, to play the did didgeridoo. You, did you have to pretended resist to... temptation not to roll him? <laughs> did you clap? Well, he was on a stage. Well, yeah, you had to clap. I mean, it was a pretty amazing feat. Yeah. He pretended to play the didgeridoo. Correct. That is cultural appropriation. Too far. <laughs> I should have stood up and like protested yeah. right then. Yeah, well, that exactly. is impressive, but it's also offensive. Yeah, but mainly I'm very impressed. Yeah, Imagine yeah. leaving Puppet of the Penis saying, I found it very offensive when they did this. Yeah. But not for the wrong no, reason. Not yet. No, I was fine when they made animals out of their balls. Yeah. 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 Question two. Currently, one of my favourite pastimes is to go to the park and see male pigeons hitting on lady pigeons and when they inevitably fail, call them loser-beater cucks and give them the finger until they fly off in shame. Dusha. Yes, Dusha. Zamet. You are correct, yes. <laughs> and was like, ah, oh, is that Claire? Go to the park. That's definitely not one of us. <laughs> I was wow. like, wow, Jackson until cock. And I was like, Zamet finds that very funny. It's a very good word. I think I've seen you do that. <laughs> Just the, the image of giving an animal the finger. Oh, that's, that's great. You're like, oh, you loser. That's so good because oh, I love when the male pigeons they get all big, fat kind of neck, like, bruh, bruh, bruh. Yeah. and then they're just like the lady pigeons, like, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> it's always good fun. That was a really impressive pigeon impression. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the, the same thing. couldn't see, but your neck was going at everything. It's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, I've studied them a lot. It's a common, it's common spent a lot of time at the park. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling at birds. <laughs> Question three. Having a stepdad fucking rules. Jackson? <laughs> yes, Jack. Douche? Yes, you are correct. Yes, so you're right. Jackson. Yeah. I was like, I know Douche is not a stepdad, but I've heard him say the opposite. <laughs> that may have been a sarcastic point. <laughs> so, yeah, just to explain that tweet, because it's a pretty good story. Sure. I got a text message from my stepdad. So I, I, I don't live at home. Yeah. I got a text message from my stepdad at 1.41 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon saying, hey, when you wake up, can you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I have two jobs. I'm not that much of a piece of shit. 
so much. There's so much height in that one bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Pop that wow. me. So, yeah, instead of saying when you get this for yeah. me, which is way less passive aggressive. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, he's asleep until Yeah, until well, four. I called at 3.30 because yeah. I wasn't busy, but after that, I was like, no, I'll make him wait. Do you get on with your stepdad, though? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's do. fine. <laughs> I, I don't have a stepdad. My mum's my got a partner, but he's not really my stepdad. Well, yeah. this is a similar situation. My mum has a partner, but they're not married, but they've been together for ages, and they call each other life partners. Hey, quick, quick question. Um, how many stepdad. times has he uh, proposed? Oh, <laughs> more than once, yeah. I think. And, and your mum keeps saying no. Well, my mum, not in like a, no, I will find better. She's just like... Look, I've been married once before. Yeah. It's too much, but I don't know why he did. I just don't understand why he Give up again. at a certain yeah. point, yeah. Anyway, they're, they're happy. That's good. That's good, because my mum and her partner, they get on really well, but yeah. he, he loves boats. He's obsessed with boats. Mm-hmm. A bit too much. <laughs> a bit too much. And he went, they broke up when they, they were dating for about three months, and then he broke up with her because he had to go spend more time on his boat. <laughs> and he sold his house to live on his boat, and then... This is in Tasmania in the winter time, and then about May he thought, "Oh, I better get back with my mum." So it was a very weird thing where I'm going. Wow. Are you sure this guy's into you? And he's lovely, but it's yeah. just that thing is just loves boats. Just happened yeah. to coincide wow. with Tasmanian winter that I better actually have four walls and a roof. Speaking of uh, of the sea, question four: How come we don't call seafood sea meat? Dusha. Yes, Dusha. Jackson. No, it was the Joel Zammett there. Damn it. Zammett. Your boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, written not by me, actually. It was by my uh, partner. I was talking on the phone, and she's just like talking about seafood and called it sea meat. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. Ghost written tweet. Yeah. Don't know how I feel about that. All of mine. I'm, I'd like to go on record. All of my tweets, 100% me, including retweets. <laughs> I only ever retweet things I also wrote. <laughs> Um, she didn't like. She was like very embarrassed by saying sea meat, but I'm like, no, 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 yeah, it's good. good. Sea meat's good. So we had to recently explain to our son that he eats chicken and that oh. chicken is chicken, yeah. and that like beef is cow. And he's three. Is that too early to tell him he no. eats living animals? No, no. I think because no. if you get early and early enough, mm. it probably won't horrify. He'd just be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, not yeah, cool. Be like, oh, okay. No, that's what he did. He was like. <clears throat> Cool. I kind of laughed a bit, and I was like, "Am I raising a serial?" Then it just becomes life. And then once you have the understanding of, "Oh, it's animals," you're like, "Well, it's tasty though." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just don't show him Charlotte's Web until at the same time. I had a friend who discovered that veal was baby cow at like 25. Yeah, Mm. he was like, "We'll eat veal because you know it's not harmful." Like it's, he's like, "It's the better one to choose." We're like, "What?" Well, that's why they've called it veal. So you're not saying baby. Cow. Baby cow. Baby beef is but, what they should say. <laughs> but then, like, you don't eat sheep, you eat lamb, which is mm-hmm. the baby. Yeah, baby nobody sheep. eats yeah, yeah, yeah. sheep. Yeah. I think they should call it baby cow meat. Yes. Baby cow yeah. meat. It's funny that it's lamb meat. or mutton. There's nothing yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Well, that's what my, well, my parents told, like, one of my brothers that, yeah, we're eating lamb, like a lamb leg. He just assumed that there was a three-legged lamb hang- going around <laughs> yeah. to the farm. Aww. And they were like, Aww. let him believe this for a bit. <laughs> Question Aww. five. I would like it on record that CGI animals are the worst. Dusha? Yes, Dusha. Claire. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty wholesome. Right? Yeah, that was, yeah. was or, right on brand. Yeah. But it was also a bit angry. So I was like, could have been anything. Had you just watched like the Lion King trailer or something? Yes, correct. <laughs> oh my God, don't even get me started on how much I hate. Because I saw the lo- the Jungle Book, right? And sure, I have yeah. a really big childhood, like mm. deep-seated love of decent movies in general. And for some reason, weirdly, the Jungle Book. I mean, yeah. who, and I only really discovered this when I saw the CGI version of the Jungle Book yeah. and it is 
the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. All right. So, strong so you, opinion. You yeah. I, that's Bold. so good that you went into the cinema being like, yeah, I loved this as a child. Yeah. And then you didn't realize that you had so much nostalgia attached to it that it was going to make you angry. So you were just getting furious during the film. Yeah, yeah James, my husband, would have been scared, actually. Mm. I went on a big rant. Like, I, for too long. Like, this is too long about what? how much I hate CGI animals. What that's about so the good. animation in the Polar Express? Hey, with that one. Nah, creepy. That's nah. the worst, isn't it's it? It's the worst. It's yeah. so, oh, the oh, worst. What a great However, Movie. <laughs> yeah. However, I went on this big like diatribe about the whole thing, and then someone pointed out the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, pretty ah, good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah. Polar Express made my nan throw up at work. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Yeah, yeah. Wow. rules. Seasickness. So, I mean, at a bakery, Pla- no. train sickness. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I went to like, plane so sickness. That's what I meant. Oh uh, yeah. So she worked at the cinema when that came out, and yeah, like went to like check the cinema, and it gave her like weird vertigo, and yeah, it spewed. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Question Nan six. Form is bad. I hope I die up high somewhere so that I'm a hassle to get down. Sam, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, you are correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I didn't want to buzz in because I was like, "Was that me?" Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something I would say. I just in the thing, I imagined that I have like um, ten minutes left to live, and I'm like, "Got to get high up." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the top of the Chrysler Building. If I can die near the pole, yeah. at the very top, so they maybe don't even notice for ages till someone's doing a flyby in a helicopter, and they're like, "Body." And then, <laughs> well, I like a tree is also pretty good because if you're high up in a, high enough in a tree, like that's too low for a helicopter to get you, yeah, but too right. high for a regular man to get yeah. you down. And no I hope looking up. Yeah, that's true. Get me down with a stick. That's how, <laughs> just <laughs> awkwardly positioned off and then falling with a flump onto the ground. Apparently, bats die in trees. Really? Yeah, they actually oh. hang in and then they kind of decompose in the tree because you, you see so many bats around, but you don't see dead bats yeah, on the yeah. ground. Man, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Their claws kind of get into the bark. Like yeah. rigor mortis sets in. Apparently. That's so, so sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next question. Here's your monthly reminder that anime is still trash and garbage. Dusha. Yes, Dusha. Zamet. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> I am never going to get any of this. But it's okay. I'm I was okay. like, oh, that me or you, Jack? Yeah, that could have no, been. I stayed silent because I thought I'd done it. No, <laughs> the only thing that gave it away is that it was slightly more angry than anything you would think. And also you'd be like, this is a monthly reminder that anime is still trash and suck your own dick. I, right I saw a horse dick today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, question eight. Hey, so vampire bats are fucking cute as hell and fruit bats are fucking not as cute. So how about you all eat my ass? Damn it. <laughs> yes, Claire. Jackson? Yes, you're yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I got a round of applause. Yeah. I've got such a signature way of tweeting. If that didn't end with eat my ass, it could have been anyone in the room. <laughs> Yeah, for, I, I feel like the first one, the first week really, you know, set it's, the tone. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I hate the the fruit bats. Everyone thinks they're the cute ones. Fuck them off. Yeah. Okay? Vampire bats, adorable. They look like they're always so happy. Huh. And yeah. I remember seeing on planet Earth once there were these vampire bats trying to eat a pig, but the, the pig kept on, like, nearly stepping on them and they were just shitting themselves and rolled. <laughs> That oh was good God, for you. There's so many layers to that. <laughs> all right, question nine. Speaking of layers, the best thing about a Pringles can is that all genders can fuck it. <laughs> Douche. Yes, Douche. Jackson. Yes, Jackson again. <laughs> that tweet was ghost written by me. <laughs> it's true. It's it is a great Isn't tweet. Isn't true, though? Yeah, anyone can have a go. That's what's good about Pringles. Well, actually, what I love about that tweet is that no one can do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can give it a go, but it's actually going to be difficult either way, and that rules. 
man, I forgot about that. It's, a, it's exemplary. Pringles cans actually have got thinner, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh. maybe they're drive underwater. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Two uses. Yeah. Eat Pringles. Pleasure. <laughs> So coming in at number two, now I actually thought this would be the number one episode in the studio of the year, but it's not, it's number two. Now this episode is episode 111 with Lawrence Mooney, Dave O'Neill, Kyron Wheatley and Jess McGuire. This episode, I, I, I think possibly had, you know, hey, I self-promote on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I think this one had the most retweets and the most likes on Facebook when I put up the who the who the crew were. So I actually thought this would be oh this is definitely going to be number 1. No, but it's still a very very good episode. Probably the most I've edited out of an episode. This one as well. I think we recorded for about an hour and 30 minutes. I think it actually went like went for about an hour 10 after the edit. So a lot of stuff got taken out. Some of it great, some of it no, you you can't you can't say that, Lawrence. You can't say that in public. So what I'm going to play now is part of the episode. It's yeah, nah, yeah. In this, see if you can hear the edits. There's a, there's a few beeps and stuff like that. Um, Jess tells a story about her time working at the ABC, which I pretty much had to take the entire thing out. But if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can you would have heard it. Very good. Hey, while I am talking about the Patreon, go and be a Patreon subscriber. It's really cool. So it's patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. Just help me. Keep the podcast going. Give me the enthusiasm to keep it going by your financial contributions. That's right. I've got bills to pay. I've got a family to support. My wife does want me going, hey, by the way, I've got to go and write the podcast and then go edit the podcast and then go record the podcast. She'd rather those eight hours I have back spending time with my family, but, you know, Papa's got to eat. Anyway, so uh, this is episode 111 Lawrence Mooney, Dave O'Neill, Kyron Wheatley, and Jess McGuire. It's your number two episode of the year. This round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. Now, in this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. A point if you get it correctly. A point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you're incorrect. So to Jess. Now, Dave here interviewed the singer and poet, Jewel... And afterwards, her boyfriend walked into the room and wanted to fight Dave. Yeah or nah? Oh, okay. Is this late era Jewel? Or yeah, it's ju- later. Oh, I would have been on Nova though, so it was 2000s. Yeah, your story's checking out because I was like, if he's talking about early Jewel, he would have been on Triple R. And she wasn't getting airplay. <laughs> was she was she? not getting airplay on Triple R. And yet, R. on the poetry show, they loved her book A Night Without Armour. <laughs> oh, um, you know the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager with feelings in the late 90s, Dave. Yes, I know the, the poetry book. show with Alicia Sometime. Yes. Oh. Yes, she loved Jewel. She said, "No, she didn't." She didn't I'm not going to undo her. So, I never liked Jewel that much, but I got—I interviewed her. She's wearing a tracksuit. I remember that much. But I liked the movie she was in. I liked the Brokeback Devil, Mountain, wasn't she? No, Devil Ride with Me. Yeah, you're right. Same director, Ang Lee. Yeah, where Ang Lee played Broker. Like she never acted again. Just mm. Ang Lee. Ang Lee. He, was, di- he directed the Hulk. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, you did. You wouldn't like Stuart him. Stuart Lee. <laughs> when he's angry. Yeah, I'm angry. <laughs> But also, me. I asked Heath Ledger once about because I heard he was difficult, and I said, Heath, Heath Ledger, and I said, what was Ang Lee like? And he said, seriously, when we did Brokeback Mountain, we'd had a whole day of acting in the tent and stuff. And, and he, I said, that, that's what we that. call it, in the <laughs> tent and stuff. <laughs> and I said, and, and, uh, I said to Ang Lee, what did you think? And Ang Lee looked at me and said, the light was good. <laughs> that was his feedback on the day of tent activity. The light was good. So I was intrigued about Jewel. But she didn't want to talk about her acting, and and then and then because um, in those days you just went with a I used to, I was back in the day of dat players and stuff, but then it just turned to a mic that had a chip in it, so it didn't look like you. Particularly old people would say your mic's not plugged in. You plug your mic in. I say that no, it's the chip's in the bottom of the mic. It tapes stuff, and so it did look like I was just some guy in a hotel room. And so <laughs> the boyfriend comes in where he wore, he's, he's a rodeo guy. He's a proper. If it's I'm the same jump one. In, I'm going to jump in now and say yeah. yeah, then because I know yeah. those facts about her boyfriend, and I was waiting for you to drop them. And I was like, if he yeah. says rodeo guy, yeah. I know he's telling the truth. Well, you are correct. It's the point there for Jess. I want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah. Well, well, no, so no. I'm, I'm sitting on the sorry, I'm sitting on the couch with her, and I'm just going yeah, blah blah blah. And then he comes in mid interview, and he goes, hey, Joel, hey, well, who's this guy? <laughs> like, uh, oh, he's interviewing me. Sure, sure you are. You're interviewing her, are you? Oh, he goes, where's your equipment? I said, it's here. He goes, it looks like a toy to me. And then he's just like, <laughs> she goes, no, no, no. I can't remember what's his name, Derek or something like that. No, no, leave him alone or something like that. And I was just, I got up and left because it was so uncomfortable. He Did that go to air? Rodeo oh, Derek. Yeah. Rodeo Derek. I can't. Yeah, what the doing? hell are you doing with your microphone, mister? <laughs> I don't think it did go to air. So what's Jules' big song? Hands? Who will save your soul? These hands, hands are yours. She I lived know. in a car. My hands are small, I know, yeah. but they're not yours. They are my own. Yes, they're <laughs> not yours. They are my own. <laughs> I am Do you know the verse? No, I can't go that far. Do you know some of the poems? Well, I, I don't know the verse. I was just really hoping. Am I thinking of Fiona Apple? That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, I, can, yes. I can run through the hits of Fiona Apple. What, what's her big one? Well, it depends if you're a true fan, but certainly initially with that debut album um, title, everyone did love Criminal, um, but there were some great tracks on that. What about oh, Hussein? You are a font. Yeah, I, I live next of just of... like being a teenage girl in the late 90s. What about I live next door to a woman who every day at 8 o'clock in the morning would play that song, to remind me of the dress you wore when Alan- you were oh, Alanis Morissette. Uh, 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 yeah. About uh, Uncle, Uncle Jesse, yeah. Uncle Joey, Uncle Joey from Full House, that song's about... Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. How do you not know that? Down on you in a theater. So Sir Dave Coulier got a, got a gobby Coulier. at the cinema. So why did Jesse have a gun? Jesse got a gun. <laughs> I think she was abused. I, thought, yeah, I think yeah, it came she from she that. Got abused. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Full House there with Jesse. All things go come undone. Right. To Dave, now, when Kyron was working for a driver for a band in the United States of America, he illegally parked over a neighbour's driveway. The neighbour got the car towed, which cost $800, but the band refused to let him pay for it. Yeah or nah? Oh, what band was it? All our exes live in Texas. Oh, yeah, I know those girls. Yeah, I met yeah. them in a pub once. And yeah, so what, what, what are you doing with them? Uh, I am friends with the band. Which one? With You have to pick a favourite is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends with all of them. Though. And one of their sisters is in what famous show? 
Uh, she is in Orange is the New Black. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I believe it. Al- is it Alana Stone's in that band? Yeah, Yale yeah. Stone's in. Yeah. So, I, I say yeah. Are they, are they an Australian band or American band? So, They're an Australian band. But her sister is a, a song, All so Our Exes. They met on the internet. All That's My Exes Live in Texas is a, uh, uh, yeah. someone, some famous country singer's song, All right. My Exes Live in Texas. Yeah, they're great. But I, I remember many can't of them. name your band after somebody else's song. What? Everyone does. Oh, my God, does. everyone does that. Do they? Yeah. Powder yeah. Finger, for oh, Powder Finger, yeah. Okay. Uh, Greenspoon? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what I'm saying is you can't do it. <laughs> or you should Ra- not do it. Radiohead? It's a talking head song. Yeah. Radiohead. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> Silverchair was based on them calling up Triple J to um, to nominate, to ask for songs, and they miswrote Sliver by Nirvana, mm. and they were going to ask for Berlin Chair by UMI. So someone had unwritten on the note, silver chair. Do you know that is and not true? Why well, you shut up, Josh? We, I hate your stupid podcast. I'm going to close your laptop and is, destroy it. It is actually named after the Inner Blighton book. The no, it's, chair. Yes, it it's is. It's not this. It's a wishing chair. Yeah, it's a wishing chair. Wishing, wishing, trust me, they, they just, came back out. You pulled out, out no, no facts there to change said, my mind. Okay. No, there's you, an interview where they all said, no, we're trying to be Mr. I sit in a cold room on a wooden chair. You've had that argument before. You had your list too ready. I, you just you bombarded reckon? me with song names. <laughs> well, I, I reckon those girls, uh, they seemed really nice. I reckon they would at least agree to split it half and half. So I'm going to say no. It was true. They didn't let him no, pay they at didn't all. Let no, they were nice. Oh, you were right. They so, were nice. Anyway, <laughs> you gave them 50% asshole yeah. in that story. They're all right, girls. They pay at least half. Yeah. So, Well, are they... They were going around that, and they had to drive, and they were supporting Midnight Oil, actually. Oh, oh whose song is that? No. <laughs> the Rolling Stone song. The oh, whose song is the wrong? Oh, oh, hang on. Well. You're going to start shots. Mooney's car. Oh, so I drove him. I drove him around the West Coast. Was that fun? Yeah, it was so much fun. Just going to be not oil gigs. Did you meet Pete? Trying to find your car. Yeah, yeah and trying to find the car. And because San Francisco, the, the the car, the garages just don't, they don't look like garages. They just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard to spot. And they don't have a... Keep clear 24 hour sign on like every gate in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> so I parked there, woke up in the morning, no car. That was a hard one to break to the band <laughs> who were okay. making exactly zero money on this tour. Oh. Well, minus 800 now. So yeah. Thanks. So to Kyron, a few years ago, Lawrence got a text from an old flatmate asking if he could help out with some tickets to the musical Matilda. Lawrence had not spoken to this guy for over 20 years and also had no affiliation with the show Matilda. <laughs> Lawrence said, leave it with me, and then half hour later texted back saying, they're on the door under your name, even though they were not. (laughs) Lawrence and his wife thought this was hilarious, especially the day of the show when the guy rang up five minutes before the show would have started trying to find Lawrence saying there's no tickets. Lawrence's wife answered and said, sorry, you've got the wrong number, hung up, and they laughed even more. Yeah or nah? There's a lot in that. so you There is a lot in that. It all sounds Uh, so legit. (laughs) Who's this guy? His name's and uh, I went to school with him, primary school. Um, When was the last time you saw him? Like 20 years ago, what was the context? Well, uh, he lived in a street called Orchard Road. Um, that's Leo a song too. Saying. <laughs> yeah. He lived next door to Leo Sayer in Bayswater, and uh, there's a family across the road from them called the Grubs. And Eric had died, and we were at Eric's funeral. He's like, "We've got to catch up," and that was the last time I saw him. And I was, yes, we should catch up. We should have beers. Yeah, sure. And then uh, he knew that I was doing comedy, and I think he wanted to take his daughter along to Matilda, which is a nice thing to want to do. 
and sure. uh, rang but me up. But maybe buy a ticket. Mate, that's <laughs> maybe what I buy tickets. Bought a ticket. Yeah, buy tickets. Um, unfortunately, what? is in prison now. <laughs> For starting a fracas? Did he try to get into Matilda? <laughs> is that why? Is that what happened? Or? <laughs> no. The Matilda massacre. I read no. about that. No, he didn't. Um, he, Did uh, he rock up to your house? He was a, uh, convicted <laughs> of statutory rape. He had oh. sex oh, with an no. underage woman. Oh no! That's, well, a, that's a fact. Sorry. So story's turned. I'm not, I'm not defaming him. Because um, you you were instr- instrumental, Dave, in Tim. Maybe I should have changed his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, weird thing is, I that, can be. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you can. You should beep out his name. Um, <laughs> oh, what's his name? The guy but so, but that, so, that won seven Olivier's for writing Matilda. Tim. 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 Tim, Tim, Tim sorry, Tim. <laughs> he does. Can I? Anyway, Tim Minchin. Uh, I. I know quite well. I'd spent some time in London with Tim. So he was. Back in- so your friend's right. You actually did have a hookup. Yeah, but he didn't know that. Right. No, <laughs> know that I knew Tim mentioned. And so or I whatever could've... that guy's name is. Yeah, <laughs> you know the guy. Uh, so I'd, I'd actually lived uh, with Tim in London in 2005, uh-huh. back when he was just redheaded Tim Minchin, and he just cracked it at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and had a, a season on the on the West End. And so I think that documentary about him is all about that period. And so when they're inside the house in Earl's Court, I was looking for myself in the background. Oh, no. Never mind. So, uh, yes, I had... Did you the- consider ringing Tim to get some tickets for... For Glenn? Have that, that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Gary? Gary? <laughs> for Gary. Um, I feel actually very shamefaced about the whole deal because I could have, first of all... Don't. Told he's him, raped someone. He's in jail. It's fine. <laughs> Statutory. It's and we don't call it statutory rape here, do we? Anyway, let's. No, not, it's still. It's still let's terrible. not split hairs. Yeah, he didn't. Um, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> could you cut this everything I've said out of this? People are going. Why is there only three guests this week? Actually, uh, Glenn onwards. I'm very embarrassed on a number of levels. Are we under attack? Here comes that giant that's no. going to just cradle me in his arms, tear the roof. I was like, yeah. are you happy are you now? No, put me down. So I was very good friends with at primary school. We were best buddies. And then uh, I left Bayswater where I grew up and kind of didn't look back. And uh, I've never been into, you know, maintaining friendships. <laughs> Abundantly clear. <laughs> God, this is too confronting. So when he called me up, I was like, oh. And I I probably was honest with him when I said, listen, I'll organise something for you. Yeah. And then uh, I decided not to. Uh, But then you decided to call him. To call him back and say, listen, they're on the door. (laughs) Do you think that's the moment? That's the error. That's a a wrong thing to do. And then to laugh at him and maybe... Set him on a course. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. well, I'm, I'm spiraling because you know there's there's yeah. there's sliding doors, yep. and I didn't have Free to disappoint him or <laughs> we're trapped by our past. <laughs> You're trapped by decisions, Lawrence Mooney makes. <laughs> yeah, I say but the true. idea. Yeah, you say true. true. It is nah. It was all oh, a lie. A point oh. there for Lawrence Mooney. Well, was none of it's true. Do you know what? Do you know what didn't check true. out? 
that your wife went along with it because I've met your wife and she's really nice. Nah, and I didn't got buy a new, it. Got a new wife. So this, <laughs> no, no, that's oh. a <laughs> So is this guy this not in jail? This a real bitch. <laughs> this guy's not in jail? Does this person exist? Uh, this person, uh, I just made, I've just put somebody into a fake story. So all the things that I said about that guy are true. Oh, okay. So the rapist is what we're trying to establish. Yes, <laughs> yes great. Yes. Point <laughs> Not Lawrence's fault. Is what okay, we, can I tell the story about... <laughs> yes. So <laughs> this is obviously not going to go to podcast air, but I'm outside... <laughs> oh, okay, so to Lawrence. When Jess was writing for the gossip site Defamer, she mm. would quite often get invited to preview screenings for films. Three years ago, she was curious and checked the old email only to see that Village Roadshow would still invite her to every screener in Melbourne. Because of this, she has not paid for a film in years. Yeah or nah? Mm. When you say not paid for one in years, have you paid for one recently? Yeah. Like, he's amping it up a bit. Like, I definitely go to the free previews and stuff like that, but, you know... You don't get invited to all the films you want to see, and yeah. sometimes a lady has to take herself out on a Monday daytime to Cinema Nova for eight dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So yeah, Village Roadshow still doing really well. Things. Still what doing really it? well for myself, Florence. Yeah, but, uh, just rocking it. Yeah. Um, what was the last Village Roadshow preview you saw? Uh, the one where he has sex with the peach. Call me by your name. Call me by your oh, name. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, <laughs> it's just an American. Pie remake. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. A very, a very fancy why American would you, Pie remake. Why, have you read the book for that, by the way? I haven't yet, but I heard good things about it. Is it good? It's very good, yeah, but it gets it's more significantly sexier. more full on. Mm. Like, for example, where, spoiler alert, by the way, if you plan on reading the mm. book, but where. Um, I've never got time to read again, so. One, <laughs> of them, one of them takes a dump, and uh, the other one says, don't flush it, because he wants to also take a dump so they can dump together. Oh God! Dump this, on dump. And then this old is exactly what family first. Exactly what family first thinks that gay sex is, though, isn't yeah. it? And he does a poo, and then the other yeah. one does a poo on and that they're poo. Right. They're grubs, and it's like that's not. St- I mean, that's not standard, is it? No, no, okay, no. great. I'm just checking. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, I just want to do another poo on a poo. It's hilarious, <laughs> especially if your poo hits the other poo and it's standing up. So. <laughs> Just go to a public That's toilet, right. mate. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of it going on. Yeah. So is it, is it, is, I couldn't be bothered, is it a true story or not? <laughs> is, uh, yeah. What do you reckon? You reckon you or not? I reckon nah. You are correct, yes. It wasn't that. I made that one up as well. Point there for Lawrence, another point. Yeah, I knew yeah. You know why? Because all the screens are 9 a.m. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I do. The truth is I did have a defamer, defamer email, but I can't get into it anymore because it's dead. Mm. So anything that I was on for that is gone. But... There are definitely some hangovers from doing like documentary reviews on Double J or doing other things that I still seem to be on the mailing list for Great. some. And if something is really good, I might be like, oh, yeah, I'll put my name down for that. But I just, I, I'm a bit riddled with guilt. You shouldn't be. But I'm like, I, mean, I, could, I could tweet about it. There's some, yeah. 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 And you're still a journalist. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not no. qualified for anything. Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. no. You never were. I never um, was. So, uh, defamer. I used oh, yeah. to read that a bit. Did you? Yeah. Oh, when it was the American one? Or when no. It... <laughs> Why did I used to read Defamer? What was happening on that? Is it the gossip site? Sort of. But it was an American gossip site about like Hollywood and LA life. Maybe it was during they... Dirty Laundry Live. Yeah, yes, mate. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, no, I reckon it would have been done. When was Dirty Laundry? Because I quit in 2011 to focus 13 to on. 15. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I quit to focus on breakfasters because this is going to take me to the top. <laughs> That's right. Well, breakfasters <laughs> is such a fast track. Speaking, uh, yeah. speaking of sliding doors moments, there's certainly been a couple there. So, um, no, I, Defamer was like 2007 to 2011. So um, they started, they, they got a, some company decided to syndicate the American stuff and then get Australian stuff written. But I wasn't very good at the gossip because it's such a small thing, but I just yeah. really liked finding YouTube videos. of like, Before people oh, were okay. hired to do social media, you were hired to do social media for the ABC, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, but I couldn't I do anything yeah. because they, they had There was editorial. no such thing as social media. I was like, can I use YouTube? They're like, we haven't passed that with the editorial things. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a little what? website called Wallace that they made me quit smoking and document it and that pretty much sums up. Yeah. And then I knew I had to quit when like the Wallace. guy that – they called it Wallace because it had a picture of Wallace and Gromit on it, which ages oh. it completely. Yeah. It would have been done in the early 90s and we still had to use it in 2007. And I think still for years afterwards. Like it's only recently. Got to look it up. still using it when I quit. Yeah, there you go. You know ago. it. You know yeah. it. Nightmare. MySpace, ABC, just passed it. Um, <laughs> but I remember I had to quit when the boss came thing. past and he, he, he was a bit eccentric and he was a British guy. And he had a hand puppet named Bunny in the shape of uh, a rabbit. I remember that guy. And Bunny yeah. liked some employees. Bunny very visually did not like other employees at the ABC and would that react is accordingly. Mental. That's yeah. radio rental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bunny liked me, but then he asked me, he's like, I've got a great idea, Jess. Make a Facebook page for Bunny. Oh, and that Jesus. was that was that was the what? Exactly. Yeah. That That's was the exact- end. Mr. Mooney, Mr. O'Neill, and Ms. McGuire, and Ms. Wheatley. So this is your number one. Before we get to number one, quick thing of plug. So I'm doing some shows coming up in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I am doing the podcast, so if you don't have your tickets for the podcast, get online now. Go to joshua.com.au slash gigs. So I'm doing four shows at the European Beer Cafe, Sundays, 3 p.m. in the festival. I think the first one is March 30th or 31st. And then April 7, 14, 21, at 3 p.m. at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets are $20, or you can get a season pass for $60, which, you know, very good. It's like getting a free show. In fact, it is. It's exactly getting a free show. The lineups in the live shows, especially Comedy Festival, are always great, so make sure you get a ticket early. And also, while I'm talking about Comedy Festival, I'm doing a stand-up show for the first time in about three years. So this is my new show called Josh Earl Talks. So if you've seen me in the past, I'm normally playing songs. This one, no songs. Just me doing stand-up and the best stories I have. I'm super proud of this show. I think it's going to be great. I would love it if people started buying tickets because otherwise it's going to be not great. So go to joshearl.com.au slash gigs. It's going to be on 8.15 at the Vic Hotel in the CBD. So it's right next to the town hall there. A lot of great shows are on at the Vic Hotel. I'm lucky to be one of the shows that are there. So that's every night of the festival apart from Mondays, 8.15, 7.15 Sundays. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram for constant, constant updates about it because I just need to shift some units. So this is the most downloaded show of the year. It is surprising that it's the most, but it's not surprising. Because what did it? Okay, so it's episode one hundred and seven with Joe Stanley, Broden Kelly from Arnie Donna, Dave Warnicky and Jess Perkins from Do Go On, the monster that is Do Go On. They have s- such a great following. 
their fans really, really do love their show. So this is episode 107. It was recorded very late at night. Just be, It was recorded at Stupid Girl Studios. Very good place. But just before, no, just after we recorded, it was funny. We were walking out and Joe was like, oh, this is really cool, this place. I really like this place. And then a mouse ran out and she was like, I'm getting out of here as quick as I can. So this is your number one studio episode of the year. Now, this is another knowing you, knowing me. So thank you before we go out because I'll just leave it on this. Thank you for listening. Next week we'll do the top five live episodes. You guys have been great all year. Keep coming out to the live shows. Keep downloading it. Keep, um, you know, giving iTunes ratings. Yeah, keep sharing. If you can, it'll be a big help. Watch the YouTube um, videos of the two shows I did. Share them around. You never know. Someone in some network somewhere might see it and go, hey, this is good. It's very cheap to make. Let's put it on TV. Uh, that doesn't mean that the podcast is going to stop if it's on TV. No, no, no. The podcast will keep going, as will the TV show. Uh, so this is episode 107. Joe Stanley, Broden Kelly, Jess Perkins, Dave Warnicky. Enjoy. Have a good new year. I'll see you next week. Bye. Now this round, <laughs> this round is called Knowing Me, Knowing You. In this round... Each of you are given a fact about somebody else on the panel. You have to determine whether it happened to them or whether, in fact, it happened to me. You can mm. ask as many questions as you want. If you're correct, you get a point. If you're incorrect, the person who the fact may or may not be about, they get the point. So the first one is to Dave. Now, was it Joe or was it me mm. that went to donate our poo for poo transplants but was told our poo wasn't healthy enough? Oh. All right, wow. There could be a lot to unpack there. There is oh, a lot. You can ask some questions. Yeah. <laughs> Packing your pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to Joe, how did you hear about this uh, poo shortage? Uh, I read about it in a magazine whilst at the doctor's surgery, actually, but it was just like a, just a, you know, not like a, wasn't a specialist poo (laughs) (laughs) magazine. It was just like a a woman's day. Poo Weekly. Yeah, Poo Weekly. (laughs) Um, And uh, then I heard via someone else whose um, husband had Crohn's disease and had been having poo transplants. Ah. Was it Poo Idea? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking. <laughs> you know when I was a, when I was a teenager, I love when I was you know in my puberty. I loved getting every poo, which is zoo, but poo. Oh, that <laughs> and, and Dave had quite, one going, Dave. Was, yeah. Smash shit. Yes. So, <laughs> right. Josh. Okay, um, well, well answered there, Joe. Uh, Josh, question for you. Yes. Um, did you get knocked back with poo in cup? Or do they just can they do a different test? No, they test you first. So you went in there, and then after you d- delivered oh. the first time, then you can they trust you enough to do it at home and bring it in. But the first time, first one, you got to get tested for it. Well, in case you bring in dog poo. Well, they just want to test you, and so you know it's and ha- and how long? So you're not just dropping shit off, and they're like, yeah. oh, who dropped this dirty shit off? <laughs> <laughs> we need to tell them that they they're not healthy. Yeah. How long before you find out the results? Ah, uh, it's like instant. It's like. Like you wait around ten minutes, and, and was do the that test. the like most disappointing moment of your life? <laughs> yeah, because the reason I was doing it is not also it's a, a good cause, but also you get paid for doing it. Fifty bucks, fifty bucks a plop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
What he did. So 50 bucks a plot. Is it the bigger it is, the more? Like, is it a kilo? Is it just a set they, don't, they don't need is it, is that it much. Is it by weight? It's by weight, no. In fact, the person getting it is happy it's not as big. Like, it's just... <laughs> Now, do you, you get paid 50 for that first one, even though it doesn't no. you have, to have to be accepted? No, you've got to get accepted. It's like NIDA. <laughs> it might take you a few goes. Did you get a call back? I didn't get a call back. Oh. Although, they said, you just got to change your diet. My diet wasn't high in fibre enough. Right. Is this when you are in Tassie? No, this was here. It's a Bandura RMIT. They do it there. Oh, okay. And, uh, Joe, where was the clinic for you? Um, I didn't get that far. To the clinic. Oh, so how do you no. how do you get knocked back? No, I got knocked back because you fill in a questionnaire, and and like over the phone, and they said, "Ba-bow." What was the thing you reckon that didn't get you across the well, line? <laughs> two things. Okay. <laughs> One is that I also have gut issues, right? I have IBS. They've gone well. Probably we could be transplanting yeah, whatever to... shit you're carrying around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and but mainly they don't want you if you have anxiety. And I was like, well, I might have anxiety, but I think my poo's pretty relaxed. <laughs> like, I don't think it sits, sits up there going, no, we're scared of water. Yeah, just add that don't to the things <laughs> I now think about when I'm anxious. I know. Is yeah. it because Even my shit's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Do they worry that you'll go in there and take up too much of their time when you, know, you check in and then go to the bathroom and three hours later you've become too anxious? You've got stage fright, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, my poo has a fear of heights <laughs> and it just won't go <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's a, where the phrase scared shitless comes from. <laughs> there's, there's a correlation between gut and brain, you I see. I see. So that's why they said, no, sorry, we don't take people with anxiety. And I've gone, well, well thank you very much. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> All right, whilst I love a world where you get paid to poo, I'm going to say <laughs> Joe. You are correct. Oh. Yes, you are right. But you do get paid 50 bucks. Oh. I did research into this. Well done. So for the but, life. And, and just to explain, what they do is they take the poo and they dehydrate it and they put it in a capsule. So the person takes it that way. Oh. And, and then they put, it, it. they put it under a primary school for 50 be... years and then open it up. <laughs> 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 yes. It says here that Darren loves Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've, did you do research into, did they enema that or they swallow that? I think they animate. I, I just got. Oh. I just saw that there's money involved. I thought yeah. that's going to be my angle on yeah. this one. I'm doing you it. For, I'm doing it for cash. Keep your heart up for cash. Poo York Times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent. That was great. We'll come they back took to down, you later. They took down Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Poo York Times. Another huge shit. To anyway, uh, <laughs> so Joe now. Was it Jess or was it myself who wrote Harry Potter fan fiction? Which one of us wrote Harry Potter fanfiction? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, interesting. Interesting that this has come to me given I have never read or watched any of the Harry Potters. Mm. So I'm coming from a basis of complete ignorance. Really hoping that both That's of you good. just make up characters now. <laughs> I know. So, all right, Jess, um, who did you write this fiction for? I'm a group of friends and I, we were in a new 10, all did it. <laughs> Okay. Was it of an erotic nature? No. People definitely wrote erotic uh, fan fiction Uh of Harry Potter. Uh, There was several websites where people would just write their own fan fiction. I never published any of it. I would just sort of write it myself. And and, um, give me a plot. What happened? Uh, I wrote myself in. 
Oh, what was your name? Because I was a real drama nerd at school. Oh, no, I can't believe it. <laughs> we all were. Let's face it. Look at us. We've all done drama. Yeah. I know it. Look at us. Podcast is where you go these days. <laughs> when you study drama, you can't yeah. get a job. You can't. Um, we have graduates in several different podcasts. <laughs> That's, sorry. That's what they say on the website. Yeah. Graduates of the Ballarat University Arts Academy have performed in several podcasts across the planet broadcasting so platform. True. So, um, um, yeah, so yeah. what was your character? Well, I think it must have been towards the end of, uh, like, when the last book was coming out. So it's like we didn't know everything that was had happened in the whole story. Okay. So I was writing my own character. Her name was Giselle. And um, oh, right. wow. obviously a love interest of Ron. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, what about Hermione? Where's she in this? Did you write her out? Well, like if it was between me and Hermione, it's my, I, I get to control the story. She's yeah, that's what I mean. It, like, were you letting? She, no, I didn't write her out. So you went like, <laughs> oh no, she fell down a well. Who cares? No, she pushed her under I a train. Yeah, yeah. That, I didn't that train any... on that station that you can go to in London. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so murder any it. characters. Well, just so, so you, yeah, just so you know, your your fan fiction won't pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, true. So um. Well, riddle me this. I've never understood. Why do people always go for Ron and not Harry? I don't know. I think I liked Ron because he was funny. Well, I always liked a funny guy. Harry's a bit of a wet blanket. Oh, parents Harry, Harry's got a lot of baggage, yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of baggage. So much baggage. I mean, he's the chosen one. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit to carry. Yeah, and he's always like, oh. <laughs> got a big scar on his head too. So it's, it's evil yeah. wizard trying to kill mate. me. Oh, um, okay, uh, and so did people read your fanfiction? I think I, I might have shown it to a, like one or two of my friends. I definitely didn't publish it, and I remember just sort of writing it in, in class when I was bored. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't take it. As seriously so as some people do. Did you but... get it on with Ron? Oh yeah, probably yeah. But I was like a, I was like probably. a really good witch. <laughs> like I was really good at magic, and they were all very impressed by that. And I'm pretty sure I made my character Australian too. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. She transferred there. I'm not okay. sure. I don't remember those details. This but... is like Monster High. <laughs> They've got an Australian character, yeah. Monster High. I was like, well, I'm going to yeah. represent Australia. Okay. All right. Um, Josh, did you get it on with Ron? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mine what Hermione? Mine was very different. Mine, because I was working as a school librarian, and the gap between when the books were released was too much for the kids at Collingwood College, and so we wrote our own little chapters of oh. Harry Oh, so Potter. you did it as an exercise with the kids? Yeah. It was like, it was still writing fan fiction, though. Like, yeah, yeah, no, just, sure, yeah. sure. But you weren't some nerd in a classroom <laughs> desperate to be involved well, in I the kind of Harry Potter in the mythology, you were yeah. you were exploring children's creativity. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yes. yes. I was still a nerd in the classroom, though. Okay. <laughs> what what, what, um, what uh, was your plot? My plot? So mm. I wrote about Dracus Malfoy, Draco oh. Malfoy. So. Uh, is that a drinking game? No. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it should the, be. It's the evil guy. I was trying to write it so because he is quite evil in the thing. He's that, like, actually looking very similar to how you're looking at, at the minute. He's very blonde. And he, oh, that guy, that guy, yeah, yes, right. And I was trying to, because a lot of these kids at Collingwood, they come from the rough area, and they just need someone to give them a chance. And so my thing was like, Draco, if you just gave him a chance, gave him some love, he'd actually be a pretty good guy. So that's how I twisted it for the kids. You had to have a little moral in there. Yeah, yeah, had to ruin it by trying to make it educational. We did. What year level was this for? This was for the threes to sixes. Threes to sixes, as in like year three to year six. So they were like. 
Yeah, pen. that's quite advanced to be writing that sort of stuff. No, it's Is just it? like draw a picture. If you can't write a story, draw a picture of something mm. that you think should happen. A lot of it was just kind of, what do you think is going to happen in the next book? And, yeah. yeah, right. Mm. Okay. That's a pretty low bar. Draw a picture of what you think would happen. Sometimes well, you you've... do whatever you've got to do. <laughs> you've got to give the kids who don't engage with reading an option. Right, okay, yeah, right? Cool. And that's they, fair. And they that's clearly fair. have no <laughs> children yeah. in your no, life. Complete it and them they dr- get nah. a win. No. <laughs> 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 Stuff them. No. Stuff them. Yeah. Like, no. Go and play Minecraft. I hope this is real because it sounds like you're doing great work. I know. Are you still a librarian? <laughs> I work at the State Library of Victoria. Do That's you? I know the Latrobe uh, fact because we've got the Latrobe reading room there. Oh, I love the State Library. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. I'm really not getting anywhere with this. I'm going to say, no, nah, it's a trick question for me because I don't think yours is fan fiction. You don't think mine's fan fiction? No, it doesn't count as fan fiction to me. I want to see some poor, what were you, year 10? <laughs> I want to see some sad year 15, 10 16. drama nerd who can't get a date to the school social just rubbing herself off over Ron Weasley. Is that his surname? Yeah. Yes. That's how I imagine it. You are correct. Yes, it was Joe. <laughs> It was Jess, I mean, point there for Joe. Was that uh, picture very accurate that she painted at the end? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could not get a date. <laughs> very lonely. Just dreaming of one day having Ron Weasley walk through the door. Oh. Giselle, <laughs> where have you been all my life? I don't know where I pulled Giselle from either. <laughs> have you kept these? No, I don't know where they are. Sure. No, they're... <laughs> You know, no, a, no idea. Giselle is such a year 10 name. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're going to give yourself a fake name, it would be Giselle. Or for me, because it was the 80s, it was always Madison. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to tangent, but is it true? Or Jade. I think it's tr- Twilight fan fiction. Well, no, Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction. Oh, is that how it started? In my understanding. Uh, I think I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. I think they uh, Well, a porn version of it. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's erotic fan fiction. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Yeah. There could be something in it for you, Jess Perkins. So I should find those uh, those old notebooks. There's what? a huge market mm, of horny oh. old ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to Jess. Yes. Was it Broden or myself whose neighbour growing up would, in plain sight of visitors, bite the warts on his knees, <sighs> dab oh at God. the blood with a piece of bread... Oh, what? ..and then eat the bread? No! no! Is that Broden or is that me? So hang on. This is a true story. <laughs> this is one of, yeah. it's true one for either me or Broden. Bite, bite the warts on his knees. Get a piece of bread. Dab, dab, dab. Munch, munch, munch. Broden. The fuck yes. is wrong with that kid? Where, <laughs> yeah, was this, was this an adult or a child neighbour? It was an, it was an adult. What? He, wa- he wasn't well. <laughs> he was this, but, yes, he was an adult. Oh, where, would he, where would he sit and do this? Like on his steps at the front of his house. So I lived across the road from a school. I lived in Viewbank. Oh, look at us. So which is just down the road from Eltham. Yeah. I lived across the road from Viewbank College on Warren Road. And (laughs) (laughs) in case you were uh, going to check. I was Google Maps. Yeah. Anyway, it was just one of the, it was like a, it was like a, a steps up to his house, up to the doorway, just sat on the steps. I mean, I just want to ask a couple of questions and then get it. I I I want to get rid of this mental image. Disgusting. Yeah. Sorry, you were, you were going to say No, I was going to say that um, to say he did it all the time is, is a stretch. Yeah. Like, I saw it twice maybe. White bread? <laughs> is, I don't know. Is that in tip-top? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I wasn't I was close say enough to see to if there was. The, I didn't know if it was a nine seed kind of vibe or like a raisin <laughs> bread or yeah, Helga's. Mm. It could have been artisan. Baker's mm. could have been cutting that loaf well, himself. That, that would be just a bit too scratchy on a yeah. wound, you know. You yeah, want that's true. A little, oh. <laughs> a little bit soft and yeah. gentle. Yeah, yeah. You do want a like tip top, don't you? Yeah, yeah. you want yeah. A, you want a thick white. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, yes. Uh, this neighbour. Yep. <laughs> I hate this mental image so much. I just want it to be done. Um, uh, where, where, where would they? Where was this neighbour sitting when when he would do this? Beanbag. Like couch. inside the house. Inside the house. Was it a child for you? Child. Or it was watch, a child watching TV. He'd be just gnawing on his knee. Get a bit of bread. So dab, dab. he's inside the house. So you're outside the house. No, I'm in his house. I'm in, I'm in his the neighbor. house. We're, we're the same age. Right. Okay. So this is like a kid you grew up with. Yeah. Gross. Mm. Could, uh, he could be listening. Who knows? <laughs> did you ever question that behaviour? No, we never mentioned it. Really? Never. Never said, "Hey, what are you doing there?" You'd oh, never that's, think that's a bit weird. I just. But surely that was that was yeah. Oh, that was don't get me wrong. At the time we talked about it amongst <laughs> my other friends. <laughs> But never to him did I say, hey, maybe put oh, that away. Joe's going to spew. Maybe get a napkin. <laughs> That's gross. I'm somehow, somehow the way Josh described it was more pictorial and my yeah. mind went straight there. He's a beautiful but, talker. But, you know, Broden, I just, oh, it's not about me. And you can't avoid just, that either. Yeah, like if you're, really went there. If you're there watching TV mm-hmm. and he's doing, you can't avoid that. Broden could have looked away. Um, uh, you're not looking away. <laughs> From that, are you kidding what, me? Peering out the window at him? No, like the bus. The he's across the road from where the buses came, oh, stopped. Okay. So, like, people he's, putting be... on, he's putting on a show. Do you think he's waiting for the three seventeen? Well, I didn't see it the first time. It was the five one seven. I didn't see it the first time, and the second time, someone said, "Come look," because By he'd done way, it once. I used to catch the five one seven. Yeah, we go. It's a real. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, the Bell Street Bus Company. Dyson's. Yep. Oh no, wait, Bell Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we caught you. Um, I'm just going to take a stab because I want to move on because it's gross. Um, I'm going to say, Josh. You are correct. Yes, a oh, point there. Gorgeous. I am so relieved it wasn't a grown-up. Yeah. Like, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's gross. That's so awful. That's so Children gross. are disgusting yeah. Yeah. in every way. Yeah. He also, this is something else that used to disgust me and my brother's. Get a piece of bread mm. and then roll it up in his hand for like half an hour, oh. making a dough and mm. just eat the dough. Well, like I used was... to do that when bread was fresh, but it didn't take me half an hour. Half an hour, <laughs> just rolling his hand like he was some criminal mastermind. No. Okay, so I have a story about someone very well known in a loaf of bread. <laughs> Please tell. And I feel like I'm not, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it because I don't know, firstly, if it would upset him. And secondly, I don't know whether it's. We don't uh, have to slanderous. Say, we don't have to say Adam Richards' name. No, I don't. <laughs> it's not Adam Richards. <laughs> I'll tell you, and then you can decide whether I can edit le- it out. Legal issue. I can edit it out. <laughs> no, we are all keen to hear. I know. I know. So years before, he was a very well-known comedian. Brilliant. He's brilliant. He's always been brilliant. Um, uh, my husband lived with Sam Simmons, mm-hmm. and uh, he once, when they ran out of toilet paper, used a loaf of bread. <laughs> Genius and my my husband, they were obviously poor students. <laughs> Although I don't know if Sam was a student, but anyway, they were both they were all poverty students. And my husband was outraged because it was his bread. <laughs> 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 he's 
like in a share household, you know, you you got to keep your bread to yourself. I don't care what so. you do with your bread. <laughs> That's my bread. That's amazing. Oh. To Broden, was it Dave or was it myself who took a carload of our friends on a Bucks party and was very nervous about driving them? We were totally cool all weekend until reversing out of the driveway at the very end of the weekend and almost drove us all off a cliff. Was that Dave or was that myself? It was Dave. <laughs> no, uh, where, Dave? Where was the Bucks party? Yep. It was at uh, a beach house. Where? Wire River. Uh, very nice. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, my friend. Um, yeah, nice. Good choice. Mm. Friend's dad had a house. We used to go there all throughout high school, and then um, it was another friend from school. We're the sort of three best mates that have you know stayed in touch, not with many other people. And um, yeah, we decided to go there for the Bucks party. And you were driving. Yes. <laughs> the a, whole a car. Okay. Load of people. Where? Sorrento. Not as nice. It's a, it's a nice beach house. I mean, Sorrento's lovely, but not as nice as Wyoming. Yeah, Sorrento, no. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you used to live in, you grew up in Tassie. Didn't get my anyway. licence till I was 30 years old. Nah. How old are you? I'm 36. How many years you had your licence? Six years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're trying to uh, yeah. with that. The math adds up. <laughs> Checks out. All right. Um, what's my your, what was 19. the groom's name? Jace. Short for what? <laughs> Honestly, his, his name on the birth certificate is Jace. And he's what? quite a naughty kid at high school and teachers would always be like, Jason? And he'd be like, no, no, just Jace. No, oh, I'm so sorry, yeah. Jace. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of, you sort of go, it gets the teacher on the back foot. They're like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> really? Yeah. And we got several teachers fired that way. <laughs> not true. Not fuck true. you, Jace. Yeah. We had a kid in our school, again. kid in our school whose name was Elvis. And every time we had a relief teacher or a replacement teacher, he, they would say, what's your name? And he would say Elvis. And they'd go, no, what's your real name? And they would get so angry at him. And he'd go, my real name is Elvis. And he'd get sent out of class so many times. <laughs> he was also very naughty. <laughs> Classic Elvis. He'd be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. You kids, you're pains in the ass. Oh, I could, could so, never do it. So we've got two people here who are picking different sides of... Melbourne's Aries Inlet <laughs> for their bus party. And I'm interested as to why they've chosen uh, your friend. What was his name? His nickname is Snoop. His real name is John. How long? When was? What year was this? This was, uh, I'd only just got my licence. So it would have been, what's that, six years ago, 2012. That's some quick math. <laughs> Look at that quick math. Dave, I'm warming to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, how? When was the wedding... How was it like a, the next weekend, the wedding, or was it months after? Or I think it was two weeks before, and I emceed the wedding. Was it a good wedding? It was great. Where was the wedding? In Eltham. Montsilvat? <laughs> no, not oh, at Montsilvat. I love a Montsilvat wedding. <laughs> no, my friend uh, Tom, who's Beach House's dad, he uh, was a chef at Montsilvat. Ah. It was at um, Ballara Receptions is what it's called on Main Road in Eltham. Mm. Beautiful. Oh. A lot of reception. Is it Mudbrick? <laughs> I don't think everything's about breaking Most of that certainly is. Uh, Were there peacocks? <laughs> uh, zero peacocks. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on the show before. Peacocks. Oh. There are a lot of peacocks in Launceston where I live for five years. Mm. And do you know what the sound a peacock makes? No. They sound like this. They go, suck me off, suck me off. <laughs> they do. Really? They sound like uh, someone yelling, suck me off. And there's a lot of them in the gorge at Launceston, which it's is quite Launceston-y, isn't it? Also to say that, also a well-known beat. So 
I'm not sure if I was hearing peacocks <laughs> or just the mating call of a lot of men in that area just going, hey, <laughs> suck me off, suck me off. You know, you, put you feel uncomfortable now, bro. Yeah, I don't want I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe you. I'm going home to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and now, what what is going to come up when I Google? Do peacocks say "suck me off"? Yeah. Oh, just, oh my god! Do peacock sound? I'll I'll, yeah. I'll YouTube it now. Ask him some more questions. I'll get it up. He'll get it up, <laughs> bro. Uh, it, uh, and you you emceed the wedding. Yes. Did they get you a gift? No, I don't think so. No, I, I was part of the the bridal party, so I got you know this little a, a glass that says wedding. I wouldn't old. say that the MC is part of the bridal party. Oh no, I was I was a groomsman as well. Oh, you doubled up. Yes, I, I feel like you, <laughs> I, I feel like you could ask better questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> Joe, I'm not a detective. Joe, no, please, in. Joe. I'm, well, this is my I representative. Know how many people were in the car? And and what? Oh yeah. Suck me off. Suck me off. <laughs> oh, my God. No. What that is doesn't happening sound... in your brain for you to think that that says suck me off? With the Tasmanian accent, okay. they sound. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay. No, Joe, I think uh, it's fair. You're coming in as my representative. How, how many people are in the car? Full car. So five. Five. My Volkswagen Golf. Okay. And and were you? what made you nervous about driving these people? Um, well, because it's a... Uh, Three hours drive with a stop, and they drank the whole way there. Uh-huh. And Do you drink? Just, yeah, but not and drive. So how old were you when you were doing it? This is last year. But, so you've been driving for what? How old are you? I'm 27, so I've been driving so for about six eight years. Eight years, six, seven, eight years. Why would you be nervous about that? I don't know. I'm sus on that. Oh, also, because it's on the Great Ocean Road. Yeah. And, it, and the and the I'm last with bit, him. Oh, mate, I'm with you with the Great Ocean Road. <laughs> I'm on Dave's side here. Twisting the turns, and it was dark. The, and I'm quite a nervous Oh, dark. Driver. It was nighttime. It was dark. Great Ocean Road is dark, scary. Yeah. Joe, also, Dave wouldn't lie. <laughs> wouldn't he? He's a, a good man. I'm a nervous driver. Yeah. Someone in the back seat, their, their wife was like, Oh, I'm really nervous. You guys are going to crash. And then he wrote back, uh, "It's all good." And then just sent a photo of me, and I'm just hunched over the, the, the steering wheel like an old lady, just sort of <laughs> looking like I'm terrified for my life. And she wrote back, "Yeah, you'll be okay." Because okay. I'm, okay. I'm the most cautious of the group. And, all, and it was a two- I think I've cracked the case open. What do yeah. you think, Broden? It's think- Dave. I love Dave. Wouldn't lie. You are correct. Yes, it was yeah, Dave. I love. Oh, it was all on you. Going. Oh, it was uh, five years. Ago, I drove. Oh, I got you. I'll have the record. No, I, I was cool as ice there. I really came <laughs> you were, through. You were Val Kilmer in Top Gun. <laughs> I was. No, because Dave really took us there. The minute yeah. you described yourself, now, hunched over. On, right the, on the driveway, <laughs> just like... reversing out, I had a full wheel off the edge of oh. the driveway and it was a big, big... Did, people, uh. did people get out of the car? No, because but Tom, the guy whose beach house it is, he's the most calm, casual dude ever. He never gets stressed by anything. We're driving back. He's giving me directions. He's like, yep, you're cool. You're good. You're good. And, and then he goes, oh, I... No, that's all right. And I'm like, what's right? And he's like, yeah, your back wheel's off. Like he, he, and then I started panicking. I'm like, what do you mean my back wheel's off? And he's like, you'll be okay. So I had to edge it back. Oh, and it took me about 300 goes to get down. It was very embarrassing. Good day, mate. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.